You are listening to Tuesday Drive, and that was Chainsmoker by Chance the Rapper. Do we have a Chance the Rapper doppelganger in the studio? I think we do. Tanita's next Chance the Rapper. (laughs) (laughs) It is Christian Tucker in the studio with us today. Uh, His album intro to Orange is out now, available on Spotify and all those other wonderful streaming platforms for you to listen to. And for me to make 10 cents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were actually wondering how much you make from these streaming platforms Mm. before the show started. Yeah. Not much. Not I much. um I'm through like a record, like a real indie make yourself make your own indie record label kind of thing online, mm-hmm. and cool. so they pay me per month. And because it's only been out a couple of weeks, that big check hasn't come in through yet. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to my yet. sixty cents. Yeah. Not yet, yeah. <laughs> um, and how do you feel about that comparison that Critic Magazine made to Chance the Rapper? Um, I thought it was awesome. I've been following him since, for like years now, mm. since you know the um, that Chainsmoker song, and ever since that came out, uh, what like four or five years ago. Mm. Um, I think his story is really inspiring about how he was making music in high school, and like I think he recorded his first album in a library, um, just through like a youth program there. And I thought that's that's really cool. I feel like mm. um kind of on the same stream maybe that he started off on. So yeah, because how does it feel to be in an actual <coughs> studio today? Because yeah. you didn't yeah. record your album <laughs> in a studio, did you? No, it's incredible. I don't know what all these switches and stuff mean. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so you recorded it in your bedroom? In my bedroom wardrobe, yes. Yeah. yeah. And why was that? Why did you choose the wardrobe? Huh. Well, um, it was just a drier sound, um, pretty much what it came down to. I mean, the difference is really small. Um, but I did kind of um, I originally recorded it in a mate's room um, and then before that it was in my hall of residence um, because I hated being in my hall which hall there is uh, and we we- will judge you I was, I was in Wellington for uni actually oh. so a hall called Warehouse but it's the equivalent of maybe Selwyn I still oh. know it and I'm still judging you yeah. for it <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there a problem with Warehouse where there was there were people like you know going to the toilet in the showers yeah. and on the floor in the carpets yeah that's us that must be an amazing environment to create music in. <laughs> oh honestly I hated it the last day I left I ended up graffitiing on my like on my room and I uh, was charged with like a $600 bill that I haven't actually paid back yet but <laughs> have you finished your degree no 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 I'm only um, second year now oh so you transferred back yeah. to Otago are yeah. you from here originally I am yeah oh very cool local boy yeah so you started off as a poet Mm. and now you're a rapper yeah. uh, what was that transition like how did you make it oh man to be honest it wasn't a transition I was kind of willing to make for a long time mm. um, all my poems rhyme all my poems kind of have a, um, a rhythmic meter to them so I mean everyone was always making comparisons oh you're pretty much rapping um, and I hated it I mean I thought I just like my poems were just kind of cool little things but um, I think rapping was just another uh, medium for people to listen to those poems so I'm still saying the same thing but, um, That's fair. Well, yeah. I think the rap as a medium is more traditionally used to enable disenfranchised people, like the African American community. That's mm. a big one, of course. Yeah. That's probably the most important. And then in England, mm. like the sort of grime central London community. So now yeah. that you've sort of adapted your spoken word into rap, into mm. this new genre with new sounds and new feels, mm. how do you feel like it's changed? Do you feel like it's evolved, or do you think it's still the same core message of just what you're trying to get through with your poetry? Wow, good question. Uh, well, it's funny actually first that you mentioned England because um, the music's actually taken off in England more than anywhere else. Um, through Spotify, you're able to have a look at your numbers, and I've got huge fans in London, even more than here in New Zealand with all my mates. So that's been really it's cool. Very to see. similar sound, so I'd see yeah, why you're fair. getting yeah. Yeah. Um, has the message changed? No, not really. To be honest, a lot of the songs, the lyrics on there, are like there are some lines I wrote when I was 14 years old that have that were on the album. You know, that I kind of just kind of stashed away and brought back. Um, so has it changed? No, not really. But um, 
there is a bit of development, I guess. I mean, you have to change your words to fit the music, obviously. Mm. Um, but no, I don't think really so much. I mean, I'm still writing poems that sound like my songs, and I'm writing songs that sound like my poems, you know? So. That's fair. Well, in, I think it was the ODT article, mm. you mentioned that you used to bag on rap and all that when you were younger. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is fair enough, I suppose. It's like a diff- different part of your life. Now that you've really entered that sphere with mm. your own feel, yeah. do you feel like maybe it's a lesson to those younger people that do still bag on rap that it's an important genre? Mm. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And it's... um. But it's also quite funny. I mean, being under the title of a rapper is actually it's actually really awkward. Like you think, like, oh man, now my mate Christian's a rapper. Like I get, I do get invited to more parties, and it's a lot more fun. Oh, that's fair. But you get you get dudes coming up. Like I was in I was in uh, where was I? Vault Twenty One or something. Mm. And this guy comes up and he's big, real intimidating guy. And goes, "Oi, Christian, never met him before in my life." <laughs> and he goes, "Um, oi, uh, I heard you're a rapper." And at this point, I'm scared. <laughs> like, what kind of beef have we got going on here? But I, you know, I turned around. And he's like, "Oh, I love your music," kind of deal. But um. Yeah, what was I saying? What was my tangent? Um, you also said in that ODT article that you started to get recognised on the street after you released the album. Yeah. Yeah, how cool is that? It was unreal. I think that that was the song where I was like, okay, this is really cool. This is something that I could pursue. Yeah. Um, and that was happening before the album. How this started was um, last year I put up a, a cover, a spoken word cover um, of me. I made the instrument. I have a drum machine. And I, made, I recreated Kanye West's Runaway Beat. And so I did it live on this video and then did my poetry over the top and I posted it onto Facebook um, thinking like 20 mates would see it. Within like a, like an hour or two, like three, 4,000 people had seen it. And I just remember walking yeah. down Wellington streets and people would call me out. So that was the moment where I was like, okay, this music thing's kind of cool. People are noticing. I need to make like an album. Like, mm. And the title of your album, Intro to Orange, is that some kind of Frank Ocean reference? You know, yeah, it is a little bit. I'm yeah. a huge Frank fan. Yeah. Huge. Um, but it's also what the out like what the significance of that title was, and I'm glad you asked because I like answering this question. Okay. <laughs> I hope more people ask me this question. Um, is that the album um, tells a story? So the subtitle on the cover is a reverse short story. Mm. Um, so the first track is outro, the last track is intro, um, and pretty much that's just the story of um, kind of the first year of uni and a bit of hard times I had, and also good times. Um, and I think through that. Orange is a colour that kind of represents creativity, it represents like recovery, it re- represents um, imagination and feeling good. So the album, it's an intro- introduction into arts and it's an introduction into feeling that, into that kind of state of mind. Mm. So that's why it's called Intro to Orange. Yeah, and a lot of the subject matter um, is based around a relationship that you had last year. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so that really affected you and that's how you, is that the main influence for your music at the moment? It's quite unique to have an album that describes a relationship mm. that you've had in the past and to be positive that's something that's very much unique I think I've found in your music mm. how do you think that yeah. came about well um, to be honest the, when I started writing poetry it was the exact same thing it was I had kind of gone uh, like through this like bad kind of relationship with this girl and so I ended up making a poem that wasn't describing how bad the, like, the breakup was but it was a, like a fantasy that I had as if the relationship had gone through and it was me writing from that kind of daydream perspective. Oh, oh. I see. Okay. Like I didn't a, pick up on that. Yeah, kind of like the orange, I guess, with like the dreamscape. Like often nostalgia is an orange, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm, I'm such a, um, I'm a daydreamer and I think the music is just a platform for me to just kind of let that out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. do you have any other influences for your music? Is there some sort of spiritual influence that you might have? Oh, as in musically or you mean just like life? Just life, Yeah. Mm. Oh man, I'm a bit of a Christian. Yeah. So there are a few uh, like you know things on the um. I mean, Live For kind of just stands out as one of those kind of tracks on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, sonically, I c- I've been turning to this guy called Sabbath, 
who um, collaborates with Chance the Rapper a little bit, kind of same, same Chicago sound. Yeah. And, I base, and then Frank Ocean, obviously. I think his lyrics are incredible. Oh, Honestly, yeah, I think he's course. one of the voices of our generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I just wanted to ask you about the um, the artwork, the cover mm. artwork. Yeah, album. yeah. <laughs> what is that? A, a picture of you? Did you do it? Or I who? did. Yeah. So I went through um, one of my mates is a photographer, and we were going around for weeks trying to find the right um, trying to write photo, uh, trying to find the right photo, and then it ended up being like I I picked out all my favorite album artworks on iTunes, whether it was a good album or a bad album or whatever, but it was a cool thing, and I actually rec- recreated all of those album covers with me in them to try and get inspiration. Nothing worked. And it wasn't until I was on a flight to Vietnam and I just had some time to kill. I was going through my camera roll and there was a selfie that I took when I uh, sent to mum to like prove I was having a good day. It was just me smiling as I went for a walk or something. And so I, uh, I drew over it and then kind of added it. Then I was like, oh, maybe this is the album cover. Took a little bit further and then it, it was done in like 15 minutes. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, just to go back to the reverse short story idea before, yeah. could you just go into that in a little bit more depth? Um, mm. What Has that been done before, the reverse short story? It's very poetic rather mm. than a musical decision, yeah. Yeah. I would say. Mm. Um, so you were talking about the intro and the outro being yeah. flipped around. Mm. Does the album tell a narrative? Is 100%. that why? Yeah, okay, 100%. So. Um, I'm just a really big fan of concept albums. Mm-hmm. Like Kendrick Lamar does it, Frank Ocean does it, where each song is like a chapter in a in a story, like a chapter in a book. Yeah. Um, I'm just a real fan of that kind of thing. So I knew from the start I wanted to make an album like that. Um, the reason why it's reversed, to be honest, is because, I mean, the start is the unhappy part. That's mm-hmm. the breakup, you know? Okay. And then the end is like the I'm feeling good kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I put it in reverse so that, the, you know, the happy songs are, are first and then you kind of go down and you track it back. Um, yeah, and so that's what it was. Pretty much each song is a, like a month in the year of last year. Oh, that's fair. Oh, I see. So, um, to sort of come full circle again, mm. so you've spoken about the album and your life and the effect it's had. And I go to go back to rap as a medium again, yep. it's definitely, you know, it's it's a big part of it is struggles. And you talked about Kendrick Lamar a deeply troubled person who's been through a lot in his life. I mean, you go back to, like, Mad City and you hear these horrific stories of violence. It's yeah. like, oh, my God, he's still alive, thank God. Hmm. In your life, yeah. do you think, though, that in a sort of first-world country, in a very, like, in Dunedin as well, which is quite saturated, do you hmm. think then that it was difficult for you to find a point of, like, struggle and those? it had to be the emotional rather than the sort of physical struggles that you've been through? Yeah, no, that's a that's another really good question. I, um, I had someone come up to me and say... Um, just highlight the importance of not in a critical way at all but just say that um how important the culture of hip-hop is to the music mm. and that really like you need to be respecting that i guess as you go through so i'm not here to um bash on anyone before in fact i like good Kid, Mad city is one of my favorite rap albums That's um um do i think no i think it's just my own take i think there's a um there's a genre waiting i mean so many of my friends listen to rap and we've never been you know we've never had a shootout mm. at the drive through or whatever and so, um, yeah, I think it's just something a little bit more relatable, you know? It's music that I, I think I would... I'm making music that I want to listen to. I want to... Yeah. One day I want to make my own favourite song, you know? So that's the goal yeah. here on in. So you believe you're making a new genre rather than paying tribute to a genre that already exists? Um, I think there's a middle ground there. I think I'm taking what I like and what has been mm-hmm. and kind of shifting it in my own little lane. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, are you going to keep the name Christian Tucker, or are we going to see? Are we going to get a sick rap name? That you yeah, oh, surely. Tell you what, tell you what. That's um, that looks into the last thing I think because this album was so personal, I needed to have it under my own name. Hmm. But from here on, I'm I'm actually looking really looking at considering it. I'm um, I'm changing my last name in a couple of weeks. 
I'm planning that. So I think I'm oh, that like officially changing yeah, your life. Yeah, so that? legally, yeah, I've been going through all that kind oh, of process. Wow. So I think um, that's going to somehow link up with the. A rap name kind of that's thing. Chill. So you're gonna go with something simple like like Christian Matt or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah. It's just gonna be one word, I think, and um, you know, just something that people can know me by. No, that's yeah. Fine. And what's the future for your rapping career? Uh, halfway through a new album at the moment. Okay. This sounds a little cool. bit different. This album's um, if there's one kind of group of people that Intro to Orange didn't hit, and it, like when you make music, you should be hitting mm. is drunk white girls. And that sounds really bad. I know that sounds like. But it's actually really important, I think, when you consider it. Drunk white girls are actually the people who are actually the ones who drive and influence what we listen to. You know, when you're at a party, you want to be playing music that the girls are listening to. You know, when you're at a party, you want to be, um, you know, you know, they're the ones that are dancing to it, and then the guys will follow that, you know what I mean? Mm. So I want to make music that people can dance to. I want to make music that's fun. But I also want to, you know, obviously be staying with that lyrical approach. Um, so the next album is um, I'm trying to find singles. I'm trying to make I'm trying to make maybe a little bit more pop music or use jazz chords and... um experiment a little bit more a little bit of a different sound going yeah, on and a different target audience yeah. right thank you so much for coming into the studio <laughs> to chat with us today it's been no a worries. pleasure hey thanks for having me it's all good all right we are now